0: And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Talk The Talk. We are doing Talk The Talk, this podcast in association with eplog.media. You can listen to us on the very same website. You're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Savan, as well as Castbox. And today I have a very special guest with me. I don't know why I call guests special because they are always special. Kartikeya Singhi, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Good, man. How are you doing? Very well. You look very tired. Where are you coming back from? Uh, well part of the reason is down to where I was last week Mm -hmm. but not all of it Mm -hmm. last night was unnecessarily late but yeah (laughs) last week was uh, we were in Paris France to meet up with Citroën their management team Citroën is coming to India uh, next year Mm -hmm. so this is kind of for them to get to know us and us to get to know them because Mm -hmm. they're going to be doing I mean they're going to be setting up their entire network basically building a brand from scratch in India so we were getting to know what their plans are what their outlook is what kind of a company. It is really right For us to get a sense of that When are uh, they coming by the way? They'll be in India In September 2020 That's when they launch oh. Their first car okay. uh, Which will be the C5 Aircross okay. Which has already been unveiled In India But that's a global product which will be adapted for India. It's going to be assembled in India. So, that's not really going to be their mass market car. They aim to be a mass market brand in India. Really? Cost effective? Yeah. That's their plan. Wow. So, they're going to be coming out with their India-specific cars. Okay. Which will later be exported to other markets in 2021, 22, 23. So, they'll have three cars. One car each year. Oh, wow. The first car is only the flagship so it was kind of to set the tone for what the brand is all about uh-huh. so that people understand what the upper end of the brand is right. and then they bring in the more mass market.
0: This car. is so different when you compare it to a Kia because when Kia came in they got like a host of cars. Hmm. You're saying Citroën is coming in with one car each year.
1: Correct. So Kia when they first showcased at the auto expo they came in with their entire range which was really a little bit of shock and awe. Yeah. You were like just like how many cars do they have <laughs> Right. Right. which was awesome but Kia also coming in with one car right. and they're coming with the SP2i okay. uh, which will be unveiled soon now okay. which is a Creta rival basically the new gen Creta right? and uh, the SP2i will be their kind of their not really flagship. their flagship uh-huh. no? because they do have other cars right. which will come above that but those will be assembled or maybe imported into India for India the SP2i is going to be like kind of the car for mm. them and then they will bring out a lot of others mm. they also have a big Plan to maybe launch two vehicles in quick succession, right? And maybe two a year for yeah. the two or three a year yeah. uh, for the next couple of years, right? So they want to have like a full showroom ready for Indian customers. Super. Yeah. What excites you more, cars or bikes?
0: Yeah, so that's a it's good. a difficult choice because I know you're the group head editor yeah. of sorts, yeah. but uh, and, and this makes you kind of get involved in both the things, cars right. as well as motorcycle. Right. But what is it? That, what is that one sphere that kind of ticks Karthikai Singha?
1: You might not believe it, but uh, the thing that I started off first with was cars. Really? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> so I started driving when I was... We used to live like in really a really rural area Right. Uh, when I was growing up. So over there, there were no buses, nothing, nothing. Uh, Where was this? This was Kapoli. So oh, okay. 30 years... Back yeah, it's between Bombay and Pune right. right. Uh, so used to live there. So my uh, dad's driver used to always let me sit in uh, in his lap and uh, steer the car. Mm. And slowly, slowly, my I got a little bit more confident. And I said, okay, can I shift gears? You so yeah. let me do that. I obviously couldn't use the clutch and the brakes because uh, I couldn't reach the <laughs> <laughs> clutch or the brakes. Yeah. But that's I started driving or you know get close to driving rather than bikes. Bikes happened much much later. Wow. So. I'm still split between the two. Yeah. But uh, if you want to feel excited, it's yeah. far easier on a motorcycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's You get a 150cc motorcycle, you go anywhere, you can still, you know, feel the rush. In a car, you need, you, the roads have to Maybe be really Maybe triple digits, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need something. You really need to commit hmm. a lot yep. in cars. Because I would, I mean, and that in many ways is a credit to the cars also because right. they've gotten so much better, so yeah. much more sophisticated, even the mass market cars. Yep that if you want to feel that rush yeah. you have to really be doing stupid speeds yeah, uh, yeah. to get that yeah. so yeah
0: we'll touch that point in a bit where automotives kind of changed over the years yeah. in terms of how how evolved and how technologically superior cars and bikes have become but let's let's go back maybe 20 25 years what were you doing in school and how did you get introduced to bikes or cars and how did journalism happen
1: okay uh, so like I was saying we used to live in Kapoli which was and our where we used to live was not even in the gao it was literally a gao, the gao. Yeah. yeah so we lived 10 kilometers outside the gao uh-huh. there was no nothing nearby your world was where you stayed yeah. your family everything over there and uh, the thing was all the cars that were there in the house or in the factory hmm. used to get serviced there okay so it was always a Thrilling thing and my dad, my brother, they're all car nuts okay so my dad what did your dad do we were in the food processing business okay my family yeah. so uh, they had factories for that so which is why it's slightly weird location <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, so it was a family run business so my brother used to work with my dad all right. of that and I was much younger of course yeah. and uh, the thing was that you they were crazy about cars so that kind of got handed down uh, yeah. my dad used to whenever we used to travel anyway he'd come back with brochures of Ferrari or this <laughs> and that so he'd be <laughs> just sitting and so I yeah. still have a brochure of the Testarossa that he wow drive driven in uh, Dubai and I still have that with me because that was the first time I saw such a cool brochure in the sense that it had you know what do we call that gateway paper the translucent
0: paper
1: on which there were power and torque curves drawn on that in different colours and when you laid it over the page underneath yeah. it would show you the power torque oh, like that wow.
0: this was 20 years ago yeah
1: this was amazing yeah,
0: 30 30 years, yeah, 30 years ago 30 years damn
1: ago. Ferrari's always been kicking ass yes <laughs> <laughs> so I still have that brochure with yeah. me so he got, got me similar things for Porsche and all so that kind of got handed down from them my yeah. dad and my brother but what really got me interested was the mechanicals actually yeah. because of the cars being so Serviced right there being worked on and back then it was like the closest garage somebody would come and Kola khali would start yeah. <laughs> yeah. so all that so you'd get to see a lot of yep. the machine right and that has always been kind of my I won't call it driving force but that's yes. really where my curiosity is at yeah as to how does it work yeah and that's where it started for me
0: Super. So, what were you doing in school? In school? Yeah. A like, like w- w-
1: yeah. was it always like, so when, back when I was
0: in school, I was, used to always go back and, you know, search the net for yeah. the fastest bike yeah. that is there and 300 kilometers <laughs> per hour, wheelies and all of that. Was it something similar on your end?
1: <laughs> big difference being that when I was in school there was no internet, internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but was, ma- was <laughs> there was, was no were cable magazines TV- back then cable TV came much later uh, yeah of course magazines came in later on like uh, early school like that time there were no right. magazines Right. at least not that I knew of right. uh, like I said, told you we were staying in a remote place as well so it was much later when we moved to Nagpur mm-hmm. that, and my family is from Nagpur so we were staying away for, uh, because of dad's work mm-hmm. so we moved back there because of education reasons right. and all so I was there for a couple of years that's when my exposure widened a bit got to see suddenly and that was also the time when cable tv came ah. so yeah you kind of got shocked by wow that's shocking after, yeah yeah you know seeing mtv for the first time <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing uh, red hot chili peppers give it away that oh that video yeah, gave me a headache the
0: first time i saw it wow, that is nostalgic <laughs> yeah
1: too. So yeah If I have to think about it Cars Started there But the exposure to them Was Didn't widen Until much later When I got into magazines Right Internet happened Right
0: Early 90s and yeah, yeah So it
1: was Really still In the magazine world So I remember I used to Every month I would have Permission to buy one magazine mm-hmm. I don't remember what it cost then. I think it was 50 bucks Yeah And yeah. then it became 75 Yeah So I could choose one Yeah So it would depend I would pick between uh, Overdrive and Autocar. This would all Over- Wow, excuse it's been there for a long time yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome so auto india was where it started auto uh-huh. car and overdrive came Followed. later so yeah. initially it was just Damn. auto india yeah that was your go-to magazine yeah. which yeah. was great yeah. and they would uh they would have a lot of international coverage so it gave yeah. you a nice global perspective yeah it was great and then it used to be a choice between auto car overdrive yeah yeah, yeah so i would pick whatever was available on the stands yeah. when i had the money to yeah. buy one yeah
0: <laughs> 50 rupees back then yeah 50 rupees, I, I think back then in the in the early 90s was yeah. also like a big amount of money to spend on a magazine which you know once you get done with not going to open it for a while unless you're like a true motorhead or a petrolhead I I remember it myself uh, when I was in college I used to get a certain amount of Mm -hmm. pocket money and Mm -hmm. uh, videos was not big back then and I think a lot of us uh, who are there in the industry we all started started off with magazines or reading something and back then I used to spare like a hundred rupees every month Huh. And I used to go pick up Bike India. Oh, I, wow. Yeah, I, I was a big Bike India fan. And uh, I used to send in fan mails. And I, hey, you oh, know what? Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> and I used to... I I think, I, I don't know if my mom's thrown it away. But mm. I used to have this big stack of Bike India magazines. I never used to dispose it off. Mm. The Kacharawala used to come in every month. Yeah. And all the papers used to go, but the magazines used to stay. And right. one month, they kind of published a picture where... I was, and I felt so proud of it. Like yes, Bike India selected my picture, <laughs> and I still, I, I hope I still have those ma- magazines. But I think a lot of us started from print, right? And is that how your journey started as well?
1: Uh, in in terms of the automotive world. Yes, in terms yeah, of the automotive yeah, world, it it started from there. In fact, I started with Car India and Bike India. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but this was which year? This was two thousand five.
0: 2005, I might be reading one of your articles. I might have read one of your articles, for sure. Because that was the time when I used to buy... Bike India, I think it I was, bought, I have about 30-35 yeah. magazines. So I three, was there for the first
1: period. year, for, I was there till 2006. So I worked on the first eight, nine issues of the magazine. So wow. I joined even before the magazine had started. Right. So Adil uh, Jal Daru Khanawala, yeah. who's one of the the people in the yeah. auto journalism industry. Right. He's one of the founding members, let's say, of this uh, industry in India. Right. Right. So he was the editor of Overdrive. Yeah. And uh, how it happened was... I finished my MBA I came back I did uh, marketing related works market research But you have been a marketing person you have not been an engineering person No I I did my Bcom and uh,
0: Exactly what is crazy about this thing is because when we a lot of people don't know that Shumi
1: mm-hmm.
0: was an architect Yeah and it comes to and you almost, city, planning. Exactly, city planning and then you move on to two wheels and four wheels and it just kind of surprised. So become, yeah, man, even I was like a BM mass media student. Biking came naturally to me because I loved two wheels. And I think that is also what happens to a lot of us. You, yeah. so, you have a certain attachment towards a certain thing and you develop that hmm. into work. Passion becomes
1: your Correct. paycheck. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, so since we were talking about that, what actually happened was that my interest was always the engineering side of it. Right. right? But I was was not an engineer. Right. right. (laughs) So, through college, I worked with friends who had garages. So, one friend, Amjad, who's like an elder brother he's had a bike garage so i used to go he used to actually train me while i had gone to bcl the british council library and basically rated all their books <laughs> on automotive engineering and sitting right. and reading them and i would understand nothing, nothing yeah. the first time i read them yeah. i didn't know what tdc was what bdc was btdc all that stuff it used to be spark advances that yeah. you wouldn't understand anything yeah. but i used to keep making notes and that time internet had happened Okay. So you could go and look up stuff, but it yeah. was still those dial ups. It was yeah, very slow. 100 yeah, K BPS. Yeah. And the dial up sound, I still remember. Of it, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Connecting. Okay. Now connecting. <laughs> and uh, so you'd go try and find out more about what you didn't understand. Then read the book again. So, right. There are a couple of books which I read like maybe three, four times until I actually understood wow. everything. Yeah, uh, Everything, I think, most of it, <laughs> let's say everything to name, but most of it. Yeah. So the that's when I started, I met Amjad hmm. because of an accident. Right. Uh,
0: like a literal accident
1: or figuratively? Literally an accident. Oh. My friend, I had, I, my dad had somehow agreed to buy a CVZ for me. So oh. I, he, he bought it. And I was over the moon because for years I'd been pestering him. He was refusing to get me a bike. Yeah. Uh, And he got it for me. And then one day I was out with a friend. It was parked on the side of the road. And my friend reversed his truck onto it. He had a sumo. So he backed into it. (laughs) Wow. And I was like furious, obviously. Because that bike was like... <laughs> it isal It is Sal rukne ke baad, Haan, I, I hai, and yeah. then all this happened. So no no, don't worry about it. I have a friend who's a very good mechanic, he'll help you out. So that was Amjad. And uh, This was Nagpur? This, was in oh, this so is in Pune. Oh, this is I moved to Pune in my A standard. So okay. yeah so since then uh, till graduation i was in pune yeah okay so so amjad so i took the bike to amjad and amjad was like okay just relax i'll get it fixed right so that's how i met him and then i started working with him to work hands on on bikes mm-hmm. so similarly another friend shane patrick he, used, mm. he has a car garage i used to mm. go work at his place his mm. dad used to give me a really hard time but yeah. he, he's the one who taught me a lot wow. of stuff because he wouldn't try and make it easier he would ask you all the tough questions and you had to have the answers okay so it was but this be, was bikes this so shane and his dad uh uncle don was cars oh so, okay amjad was, amjad was bikes oh so super I, I would go and spend time with them to actually because you can have a lot of theoretical knowledge until you actually get down to opening up an engine yeah, and seeing getting your it, hands dirty yeah. it would it's a it's a world of a difference yeah uh, but uh, you started off with four strokes so no we started I, I think one of the things that i became an expert on yeah. <laughs> was the kinetic honda ah. so which was a two stroke so yep. That was where I was... Most of the bikes that I used to end up servicing used to be uh, the Kinetic Honda. And then Amjad kind of, you know, I stepped up to the KBs. So the Ah, KB 125. five. yeah. yeah. I used to love that. The KB 125 I used to love working on because it actually had its carb on the side of the engine. So you open one panel up and... uh, You could see it. Yeah, yeah, you could feel the suction over there. And it used to sound so awesome, the intake from there. I used to love working on that
0: bike. You won't believe, but my first... Experience on a motorcycle was the KB. Oh, really? Yeah. So, my mom's from Pune, yeah. and my mama, yeah. he had the KB for a very long time. Okay. He used to take me out for, he used to keep me on the tank and used to go around uh, <laughs> in the city. And I still remember, I don't know. If I remember it correctly, but I still, you should remember the speedo going up to 120 kilometers, per. Hour. I don't know if that's true, if the KB was able to do that, or if there was some error and my mama wanted to make me happy by saying, oh, 120, because <laughs> wow. i would go back and tell my, my mother, you know what we, we did 120 and I was like, what? And my mama used to get thrashed <laughs> and all of that. But KB was, but this
1: was the KB 100 or the
0: 125? This was the 125. 125. Yeah. And it got passed on to my cousin who mm. rode it for a lot, long period of time. Mm. I think they sold it for a mere 4,000 rupees and I now oh. I wish I had the KB because I would have worked on it and
1: I think it would have been different. I, and that's a bike that always had the rivalry with the RX, right? Exactly. So the RX exactly. 100 with the yep. KB 100, then yep. the RX 135 yep. with the 125. Yeah. It used to be so awesome with yeah. those bikes, but they were so different in nature. 100%. Yeah. I so
0: KB happened
1: yeah so KB that was just servicing so I I used to work a lot on that so two strokes were where I started as well but that was towards that was when the transition had already begun Mm -hmm. Hero already had the Splendor and everything in place but the your more exciting bikes were still two strokes strokes, but the transition was happening like I told you that soon after that was the CBZ yeah which came in and correct uh, kind of brought in performance four-stroke yep, uh, yep. aspect. Right. So yeah, so it, then of course from there it went, we had the Fieros and yep. uh, which which were very popular of and course. And then the and Charisma happened. Pulsar. And, yeah. Pulsar was a big, big step. Yep. Of course. I remember on my CBZ I used to start keep looking out for pulses because suddenly there was something that would blow the CBZ out of the water in terms yep. of performance yeah but the CBZ at the edge in terms of handling i would say yeah. i had nice tires on the bike yeah. as well i yeah. got dunlops uh, oh. not the standard dunlops these were like radials. So oh, the wow. bike used to handle extremely beautifully. well. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew like I couldn't do anything in a straight line <laughs> with the pulses, but yeah. la <laughs> <laughs> i yeah, yeah, Whatever we had.
0: Wow. So yeah. But it's always been that rivalry, no? Hero used to come up with something, then Bajaj used to come up with something a little more fast. <laughs> and then, then Hero used to come up with something more fast and then <laughs> because it was the the charisma and the 220 was Correct. such a big ri- Correct. rivalry, Absolutely. I would call it. Because yeah. I think when the FI, the FI came out first and and the charisma was still going on with the carb. And then they introduced the all black uh, carb 220, which yeah. turned out to be a huge success. Right. So I still remember I got the charisma and two months later, they got, uh, they got the Pulsar 220 carb in the market. And i was like, right. shit, uh, should have waited and <laughs> stuff like that. Nah, but I anyway, you chose well. I think I, I just, chose I well. Said, yeah, I, think I, I still well. miss the charisma. Um, the only problem that I had was uh, was the part. I mean, right. the the parts used to cost a lot. Cost a lot, and they used to break pretty often. I don't know oh, how. Yeah? yeah, yeah, I had a lot of uh, breakage issues, yeah. so to call it, yeah. and
1: I used to spend
0: a lot of money just
1: fixing. Was them. Mr. Painter a stunter back then? No chance. No, no chance. Uh,
0: I I was a very sober guy. I was I was very. I was a very mild-mannered guy yeah. until I had a pulsar in my mirror, uh, and then he's <laughs> like, bam, okay, come on, and then I show you. And then I have to put K in and filter. I mean, everyone's yeah. done that, you know. Yeah. You try to make your bike go that extra mile, and I used to spend a lot of money, and my father still hates me for it. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's get back to let's back, get back to careers. Um, yeah. So, how did your first job happen? Were, did you actually apply for it? Did you have someone um,
1: call you up? How did that? Okay, so my first job. was... I would say was three years in the making. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So I used to actually go. This sit. was after MBA. Yeah, yeah. So I did my MBA. This that I worked in the field that I had studied for. 30. So uh, worked in the field that I studied for. And then, uh, but somehow the automobiles were not, you know, still in my head. Let's yeah. say. So I tried to figure out ways to work with them. So actually being an auto journalist was last in my list. Wow what I wanted to do. I actually wanted to work with the manufacturer. Like I said, it was the machines that I was excited about. So I applied to manufacturers. I applied to component manufacturers. Oh, really? Yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to work, uh, be a part of that. Uh. Uh, so I tried whatnot. I even tried trucks and bus companies. Wow. I said it was like whatever, anything, try it. So I used to do cold calling and stuff wow. like that. So parallelly, I also used to call autocar and overdrive offices. Autogar was in Bombay. I couldn't go there. So I used to keep calling because you had to move cities. Uh, If I got a job, right? So I had no option. I had to at least get a, I had to get a, at least the door had to open for me to, you know, do something about it. So I used to keep calling Autoka and, you know, want to talk to Hormuz and uh, I would never get through to him. And uh, John uh, used to always answer the call. There was a point in time where he knew my voice. He would pick (laughs) up the call and he'd tell me like, Oh shit, it's you. (laughs) (laughs) He'd tell me like, no, Hormuz is not in the country and stuff like that. So I called for a long time. At the same time, at the same time in Pune, was Overdrive so Overdrive was in Pune initially yeah yeah Ah, Overdrive started in Pune because of Adil yeah 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 okay yeah so, their office was on that time somewhere near Deccan. Uh-huh. Uh, and I used to go and basically sit outside the office to catch Adil. Oh, oh. So that I could meet. <laughs> I used to just be sitting outside on the steps. <laughs> yeah, you know, almost like that filmy ah. <laughs> <de,"> The times. <laughs> so, there was one time that uh, Sirish, uh, who used to be, uh, Sirish Chandran, who is the right. publisher at Evo. Yeah. Uh, he who used to be at Overdrive back right. then. Right. So, he uh, had like pity on me and he said, Okay, come sit in the reception and okay. wait there. So I did that, but I basically dropped my CV. Nothing happened then. I was running out of money. So at one point I had to take a decision. So we had started a garage. Amjad, uh, my friend Subodh from school and me, I used to work with them. Hmm. I was done with that hmm. and I was applying to all these companies. Hmm. But I was running out of my funds. Hmm. So I said, okay, you know, I was down to I think the last 2000 bucks. Wow. And I said, whatever I get next, I'm going to take it. Yeah. So in the meantime, a f- college friend of mine uh, was working in Bombay in a market research firm said dude but mm. hi Kiwi hai, usko use so mm. I said hai. I said I went and gave an interview I got through and I said okay this is I'm done I've given up on automobiles it's not happening so I moved to Bombay mm. and uh, I got really uh, very grateful to a place I worked at later they gave, really gave me a shot and I was doing really well <laughs> And a year later, basically, I got a call from Adil oh. saying, hey, are you, st- are you still mad about cars and bikes? I was like, oh, man, this is not really happening. Huh. <laughs> so I, I said, he said, I'm starting something. Would you be interested? So okay. I said, yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah so I came down to Pune to meet him my dad couldn't believe it <laughs> my dad <laughs> like ran in a happy way or a sad way my dad went into shock he's oh. like no <laughs> you you are finally amounting to something after so many years of thinking that you're going to be you're going to be lost your entire life yeah. i thought you were settling down so oh, so when i went so he thought i'm not going to take it up and i remember one day he was in bombay and we met up and he's like okay so what are you going to do so i said yeah I've, i'm going to work it out and i'm going to do it she said oh how will you do it how will you do imrb and this so i said no there's going to be no imrb <laughs> doing this <laughs> he was just in complete shock yeah. but my mom was always super supportive she's yeah. always said to me since uh, I was moms school, are the best <laughs> uh, she's always made it very clear either you love what you do or do what you love yeah so this was one of those moments so i said karna to padega yeah So went for it. So So this was this was Overdrive or Adil was starting another channel. No, so Overdrive. uh, So Adil had left Overdrive and he was starting Car India Bike India. Ah, so that's when we met. Yeah, and I came to know he's starting a new magazine.
0: Right, but Car India Bike India. You were working for both things or it was just one. Yeah. So
1: it was one team that used to work on both the magazines. And there was always that question. Even then, I remember uh, the question you asked me whether cars or bikes. Adil asked me the same question. And I was like, shucks. Uh (laughs) I can't choose. Because even back then, the idea was to create two separate teams who create to the two uh, spaces. Right. Right. Bike specialists doing bike magazine. Cars cars doing doing cars. Right. And I was just like, man, how will I ever choose? Thankfully, it never got to that. Yeah, it could do both. But it's awesome to
0: have someone because they're so now. When you see the industry, you have specialists. You have right. bike people doing bikes and mm. car people doing cars, and you, you very rarely see someone doing both, mm. which is so awesome to see. I mean, there are very few people in the industry yeah. who will actually go ahead and understand and decode a car mm. as good as a bike, mm. which is so awesome to see. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 a very rare thing in industry now, is what I'm saying.
1: It never struck me that way. But yeah, I realized over time that it is uh, kind because, of Because I mean,
0: rare. Zig as well, you have people who are dedicated to motorcycles, even mm-hmm. for powder. There are mm-hmm. people who are dedicated to motorcycles and mm-hmm. there are people who are dedicated to cars. Mm-hmm. Like I, for one, I don't understand cars at all. Mm-hmm. Like even, even, even Ranjan for that matter, he does mm-hmm. not understand. I mean, he'll understand cars, but... Yeah. Not to the level of understanding a motorcycle that well. Mm. Um, you, for one, I think very few people in industry who I know mm. who understands cars as much as you understand a motorcycle, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I, in fact, over the years have learned to evaluate cars a lot better Better. because yep. of motorcycles. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I think uh, one of the big steps was riding off-road. Yeah. The other one was CSS ah so when what it does is basically it creates more headroom mm-hmm. right uh, it creates more mind space right. being able to ride a motorcycle fast and being able to analyze it while you're doing that hmm. means you have to have a certain level of comfort and right. being having the right techniques having the right experience doing this again and again you know it basically makes you more comfortable in that space right. now when you do this on a motorcycle which is like let's say you've ridden at chennai you're right. going through the uh, that long right yeah. and you're just sitting there the yeah. bike is bucking underneath yeah. it's sliding you're yeah. waiting to go on the gas you're feeling the tires through the bars right. all of this you're doing while doing 100 something kilometers an hour and analyzing the bike while doing this now suddenly when you move that scenario into a car where you have four wheels where mm. you don't have to worry about balance you don't have to worry about falling off you don't have to worry about breaking something just by you know going on the gas suddenly you have so much more headroom yep. so you can focus so much more f- so much... It's so much easier to pinpoint what the car is doing when. Yeah. Yep. In that scenario. Right. So evaluating a car became... Came so
0: naturally much, to
1: you. Became a lot easier. Yep. I know. It's taken a lot of work and time. For sure. And uh, I think that is... Uh, naturally, I many bolunga. say huh. uh, Naturally, it becomes once you've had... Uh, what I call as a universe of experiences. Mm-hmm. Once you've experienced different cars, mm. different bikes different engine types, Mm. different speeds, different surfaces that builds your universe and creates a model where, you know, Hey, this car did this. Then Uh once you have that, then can you drive a car and say, this is good or not? Like for instance, let's say if a person has only driven, uh, Porsche's his entire life, his world of cars is there. Right. And suddenly he drives a Ferrari and he's going to say, okay, it's better. Uh Right. Right. That's it. But now, when you drive, let's say you drive uh, a Premier Padmini and then you step up to a Maruti 800, hmm. right? Suddenly you're like, whoa, this is a step up. Right. right. Ah, right. Right. So you have to have those universe of experience. You have to have the good, the bad, the exceptional, everything to understand what is actually possible. Right. Right? right? Which is then you say, ki when somebody does something different and it really works, then you're like, wow, this yeah. is exceptional. Right. Right? right. So that's, that's the good part about being able to do that with cars and bikes.
0: Superb. Before we uh, go ahead, we're going to take a quick short break and be back with KS, a.k.a. Karthika Singhi.
2: Hi guys. Welcome to the SOS show. I'm suchita I'm a filmmaker and I deeply believe in the mental health cause. It's something that is close to my heart, something that I often see in my environment. I'm committed to the cause of mental health and I have made a lot of short documentaries with people suffering and transforming themselves uh, with various mental health issues. I was uh, very, very fortunate to have met like-minded people at Epilogue Media, Now, hence we decided collaborate on this podcast uh, we are committed to creating an awakening and a transformation in mental health space on the sos show we are going to have some real stories some eclectic conversations and some definite transformations as we move forward together we are going to break all the taboos around mental health from mild to severe form of mental health will be discussed and dissected in the show.
0: back on talk the talk We uh, are talking about uh, car india bike india and I've, I've, I've said this story in the past my first resume to an automotive company was actually Bike India. Really? I wow. got in a bus from Mumbai alone, uh-huh. came to Pune, uh-huh. went to Bike India's office, which was about the Vespa showroom. Correct. I went there, I dropped my resume and I came back to Mumbai. Uh-huh. Just telling them, if you ever have an opportunity, let uh-huh. me know, I'll shift in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. Unfortunately that never happened, uh-huh. um, but I met Aspi. Uh-huh at uh, the Indian Hog Rally mm-hmm. 2016. He was one of the judges of uh, the custom contest and we wanted to interview him because we were doing some co-created content with Harley Davidson Power Drift and HD. Right. So I went up to him and I'm like hi I'm Varun I work for Power Drift and I handle motorcycles and I'm a big fan of you and mm-hmm. I used to read a lot of your magazines and I told him that story mm-hmm. and uh, I told him I'd come come to you for a job opportunity, like, I don't know, a million years ago. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, wow. And then before going, he's like, if you're ever, if you ever looking for a job again, let me know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. It's come back like a full circle, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyway, um, talking about bikes and cars, which was the first bike and the first car that you actually
1: rode and drove? First bike and first car. First bike, uh, Actually, the first well, two-wheeler that I rode was the Luna. Really? <laughs> wow. Of course. That was the only one that was around. So <coughs> that was the first one. And then I think the next was the Sunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sunny came. It was like, wow. Yeah, it looks so cool and whatnot. Yeah. First car, I think car was, uh, I mean, to steer and all that yeah. was the Fiat and the uh, Ambi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So but uh, you owned it. Uh, yeah, my dad. So, yeah. So, uh, these were my dad's cars. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we used to live in Kapoli and uh, family was in, uh, I mean, our joint family was based out of Nagpur. So, every summer we would drive from Kapoli to Nagpur. Wow. And uh, on the road and I remember as a kid sitting in the front and looking at the speedo and uh, basically counting down like wow you're doing one, <laughs> one kilometer in one minute that's so fast Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in an ambassador you felt like you know you had uh, hit escape velocity at yep. that point back then yep. <laughs> it used to be like wow you're going so fast And used to go around telling when I got to Nagpur that you know we were going so fast we're doing one kilometer in one minute right, and, and right, stuff right.
0: like that I actually love how simple life was back then in terms of of automotive okay. I mean you had limited motorcycles you had limited cars yeah. there was an intense waiting period and you yeah. had to play, pay black money and get it earlier and yeah. stuff like that and right now it's just become so I I know there are a lot of options but I would, I, I would also like to call it chaotic because mm. if I have to go and select for example a 200cc motorcycle
2: mm.
0: I have 7 fucking bikes to look at mm. and then I'm still left wondering, should I spend maybe like 50,000 more and get Mm. that bike? Or should I spend Mm. 25,000 rupees less and get that bike? But back then it was like, this is the bike I want. Mm. There is no competition. Mm. And it was just so simple. You go, you pay, you enjoy it for like five years and then you move on to another motorcycle. And right now it's like, I've I've known people who use motorcycles for like a year or two. And they're like, dude, I want to switch queue. I mean, there's so the, 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 I mean, options are like unlimited. The platter is so big mm-hmm. and you can choose, but it's awesome. Yaar. You're talking about uh, your first bike um, and your first car. Uh, but we'll move on to Car India, Bike India once again. And how did AutoCAR happen from there? Uh,
1: so actually, autocar didn't happen from there. I got an opportunity to interview at CNBC, Okay, they were starting, uh, they already had an auto show, so, but they were looking to start automobiles related website, right? So they were looking out for people for that. And uh, I interviewed, it was a new division within the company online. That's where it was. Right. So digital. this is the early, uh, <laughs> days of digital media. Right. So network 18 was looking to start a digital section. Uh, they already had money control, but ah. they wanted for other verticals. So auto was one of them. So I joined, uh, to lead that project. Uh, but that never took off. So I was actually quite Bela for uh, a <laughs> for few long months. Time, yeah. yeah. and I can be I, if there's one thing I cannot do is to just sit doing nothing so I kept asking for work I would go create work so we started creating a template for the blog even though nobody was interested in it oh, wow. uh, we started doing reviews uh, I remember the first time I did a review at CNBC for the website was the Wagonar LPG if I'm not wrong yeah Yeah. and to get that car I had to follow up with Maruti and uh, back then it was I mean I got the car but I had I had to go by train to Thane to pick up the car and from there I drove it to I think I drove it to Washi and uh, shot it there and then went back dropped it then took a train and went back (laughs) so it was uh, and this was just text and photos right? there was no video video, nothing yeah So it was like that. So I was just trying to do stuff. And uh, then one day it just happened that I was uh, asked to help with the show. Okay. So I went on a shoot as a, like a production assistant effectively to watch and help the cameramen with whatever they're doing. Right. And I can tell you that day was one of the most boring days of my life. Okay. <laughs> because until then I'd done only uh, print shoots. Right? I've never done a video shoot. Oh, this was video. Yeah. This was video. So, okay. this was for the auto show. This uh, was for TV. Yeah. Um. Uh, on Net uh, CNBC TV 18 for the auto show, mm-hmm. which was the automobile related show. It was called the auto show. So Renuka uh, was anchoring, mm-hmm. Joel Pereira, he was the producer of the show then, he was anchoring and I was just there to watch and help. And it was, the I, I still remember, it was the Corolla versus the Civic. The Civic had just come in and blown everybody's minds oh, and uh, that was yeah. the comparo that was being shot. And I was so bored. I couldn't believe <laughs> it. Like we started from <laughs> office at five in the morning yeah. and it seemed like it was just not getting over. Yeah. <laughs> so we went from, I said, okay, five, okay, now it's, we've reached. location it's seven o'clock whatever you know and by 10 we should be done Hmm. 10 has come and gone it's lunch it's noon it's come and gone <laughs> 2, 3 it's just going on next thing it's 7 in the evening when the shoot's wrapped up and I, all this time I was sitting in the back of the callist, just feeling like dude this why is, <laughs> I'm never doing this again right. <laughs> so yeah that was the first shoot I went on uh-huh. uh, and that's how I got into video then uh, uh, Renuka in fact asked me to do a couple of stories which I guess I did alright because then she gave me mm-hmm couple more to do. But these were bike stories or car stories? So the first one was a motorsport story. Oh wow. So I went for the national championship to Chennai to cover that and then the next one was in fact quite a big thing because she asked me to go straight for an uh, international drive. The second? Yeah the second thing I went straight for was an international drive which was the BMW X5 drive in Greece. I like. was like, whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm already liking this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so the weird thing is I don't like traveling. So uh, I, I don't like, uh, I like my routine schedule. So yeah. it's like, shit, I have to go to Greece. No, man, I don't want to go. And I kind of believed it'll never happen because I never applied for a visa. Yeah. So I had, so because it was my first visa in my life, I had to fly to Delhi to Greek embassy where they did an interview Ooh. and all of that. And the, I was asked a lot of questions and I actually believed that I would never get the visa yeah so i was not gonna go yeah and then i think i got the pa- passport two days before the drive or something like that and i so saw i got the visa <laughs> I was like oh that's strange yeah <laughs> but yeah i ended up going for it, it was a great drive. It was, uh, it's still uh, i think all the drives all these years that has to be one of the, that has to be the most memorable drive i've been on yeah. for me it it's all
0: it's always the first one that makes it so special from the rest
1: I don't think I'm romanticizing it. It was very well planned. We uh-huh. had two days. Like today, the time is a luxury, yes, right? right, right. So back then, imagine you flew all the way to Greece and you had two days to shoot, wow. which was incredible. And BMW had planned it so well. They had an entire fleet, the entire fleet of cars, 40 cars it must have been, all in the same color, irrespective of petrol wow. diesel what spec they are they were the same color so huh. from shooting a video standpoint it was so nice like you don't have to think about continuity the visual appeal yeah. was yeah yeah and they had b-roll footage everything was in place you were like wow this is so good wow so you could work really well over there right. that, that is why that is what i remember about that drive that right. it was well thought right. out right to the t and right yeah,
0: so but this was what, CNBC?
1: So this was 2006. huh. Yeah. And then how did life move on after that? So I started working more and more with the auto show. Uh, in fact, then uh, the online thing wasn't really happening. So I in fact started working on the show regularly. And at one point I produced the show uh, while also, of course, uh, anchoring and all of that. So I used to produce the show and it was hectic, crazy, like uh, I'd be home two nights of the week in time to see my wife Mm. Uh, it used to be a 24-7 kind of role because the weekly show is very demanding yep and now we have the luxury of youtube to put it out when we want Uh, yeah back then you had a timeline you had to meet it there was no way you could miss it the i mean it never struck me how crucial it is because there were times when you're running late and if you're late by maybe 30 seconds you could have a spot going up on air with nothing to play right oh. because you're like you're trying to work the system and telling the uh, uh, the person handling uh the broadcaster uplink and all of that that hang on hang on i'm gonna get the first segment to you in time i know i'm late i'm and he'll agree mm. but if you mess up mm. then when the time comes so it's sure, a blank
0: slate that goes on
1: so it's it's not a blank slate uh-huh. but if you don't have it in time, he's gonna have to figure something else to play out at that, right? And that can't be done at the last minute. Has it ever happened to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. We, we managed to push out the first two segments and we missed the third segment. Completely? Because we couldn't get ready in time. Oh, damn. So after that... What are the, the repercussions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they were interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it took me back to being a kid in school. Oh, wow. <laughs> what happened after that? Okay. <laughs> but And fair enough, because it's easy to take it lightly. Uh, but it's a big thing you're a national network yes and when stuff like this happens yeah it reflects very poorly on who you are on your part yeah. on the channel's part and, and the viewers I yep. mean somebody's been watching a show and suddenly the show goes off you're like mm. what the hell just happened mm-hmm. right so after that rules were changed that we had to give the completely edited show one hour in advance at least and stuff like that but eventually got the hang of it that was not bad I enjoyed it a lot uh, right. I used to enjoy producing the show as well yeah. but
0: it used to be super hectic right you know? a lot of people today uh, uh, still know you as karthikeya Singhi of Autocar.
1: Right. Because you have worked at Autocar for 8 yeah. years? 9 years? So, uh, if you count the time with the auto show because the auto show was in association with Autocar right right so i used to work with Hormaz uh, Renuka Shapur right from back then so i used to help produce the show i used to do uh, videos as well so that those were the two years then but post that i started working with Autocar uh, from 2008 when Autocar started uh, its own show right. on uh, Bloomberg TV right right so on BTV then i switched uh, it was known as the Autocar show correct right so it became the Autocar show right on On BTV and so the name changed a couple of times. It used to be UTVI. The channel's name changed but it was, so the Autocar show stayed on it from, uh, started on it from 2008. So 2008 I started. A little later the show started. I joined a couple of months later. So yeah, so then uh, then I was tied in with Autocar and I started doing other work or online uh, with Autocar as well for the website back Mm -hmm. then. Mm-hmm. So, Otaka was how long? So, yeah. So, t- 2008 to 2016. So, 8 years eight then years. and 2 years at CNBC. So, yeah.
0: About 10 years. And yeah. then what
1: made you decide you want to make a shift? So, uh, I think it was I was looking for something new in the sense of a new challenge maybe and a new challenge sounds a bit arrogant or maybe even a little floozy Uh, but it was to learn something new. Right. I'd been doing the same thing for so many years. Uh, I needed to grow in a different direction maybe and then I didn't know what direction that was. Uh, but at Autocar you were the editor? No, no. I was the associate editor of the Autocar show. Okay. Yeah. Of the Autocar show. Yeah. Associate editor of the Autocar show. Renuka was the editor okay. of course of the Autocar show. Right. And I was the associate editor right for the Autocar show. Right. Right.
0: And when you finally decided okay, it's mm-hmm. time for a new challenge, it's mm-hmm. time to expand into a new horizon. Um what came into your mind? Did you Were you planning to take a break or were you planning to jump into something else right away? I mean, like you said, you don't like Mm -hmm. uh, sitting in one place and doing absolutely nothing for a long Mm -hmm. period of time. So
1: how did that work out? I think break was definitely not on my mind. I didn't want to take a break as such. Yeah, but I was wondering about what the next direction would be. Because like for me, I had done the transition from uh, print to video. Yes. And I'd also worked in digital and I had been uh i mean we had been pushing youtube as a platform even internally auto like because tv always held the priority right but you could see the importance of youtube going youtube yeah yeah so working with digital was obviously a direction in my mind mm-hmm. like to get to know this space better because it is a very complex space from the outside right and <laughs> after moving to it I mm. it it's even more complex yeah. on the inside yeah. it doesn't get simpler So, yeah, I mean, that was... I I don't... I I would be uh, foolish to say it'd be a lie if I said I had a plan. I didn't have a plan. I just knew I had to do something more. Hmm. And I didn't know uh, what it was. Maybe just do a bike magazine or just Hmm. do a bike show. These were the kind of thoughts in my head. You weren't really
0: sure on what was going to happen. No, I
1: I wasn't sure. And in fact, like one of the things I learned in MBA, uh, in my MBA, which I always remember, is that when uh, the playing field is really cluttered you cl- you create your own playing field mm. so the one thing I could think of more and more was motorcycles and motorcycles and video mm. right and of course power drift happened and mm. power drift uh, I used to look at power drift with a lot of admiration and mm. envy mm. Uh, <laughs> because yeah I mean that was I mean this is yeah, this was 2008. Mm. Uh, power drift happened. No, uh, 2011, 2011, 11 or 12. yeah okay, wait so I'm yeah no, so okay, right. it was later. yeah so it was the FC video around that time. yeah um, I don't know I, 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 but anyway, so I yeah. remember looking at Power drift and seeing that's a game changer, yeah, right yeah. And uh, in fact, uh, because of power drift, I also kind of uh, focused more on video. Hmm. and it was a realization for me when doing television that television video as a medium wasn't being treated well a feature show on a weekly basis was actually an abuse of the medium itself Hmm. you can't do it with one cameraman one producer and like that so you were not doing justice to the medium which is why the medium was not doing as well as you would want expect it to right Right. so these kind of thoughts where can you improve what can you do better were my focus and I spent a lot of my time fine tuning what I could do better and but that also obviously there's a threshold to where you can get so it was yeah looking for the next challenge. so these kind of questions were there I did pitch them uh, internally as well but it, uh, it didn't, didn't really uh, go anywhere mm-hmm. so yeah so then it was oh. looking for other options I guess
0: uh, but uh, did you ever uh, have a word with uh, Sagar or Rohan back then and did you have this itch to join
1: PowerDrift back in the day so okay this is going to be interesting yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so we are in 2019 right so yeah so this is yeah okay so this is the time of uh, metamorphosis uh, right? 2012 or 11 yeah uh, 11 or 12 it would be 2012 yeah 2012 uh, 2012 so I knew a little bit about PowerDrift I didn't know too much um I'm I'm not great at watching competition videos because I feel I get influenced very easily so I don't watch uh competition videos. So uh one day uh, Rohan got in touch with me in 2012 mm. saying hey can we catch up. And we caught up. And he was like um, and we just had a casual chat and you know I'm the founder of Powerdrift. Drift uh, uh, you know like we watched your stuff and sorry so we watched your stuff. It's damn nice. How's it going? Like okay, cool. So mm-hmm. it was great to catch up because I mean I of course had respect for Power Drift and what they had done. Um, so it was good to catch up, like you know people working in the same space, catching up on ideas and stuff like that. And I think I had just done I, had I just done CSS or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that experience. And I said, I had, I had video and I wanted to do that, but you know, we couldn't do such mm. a great job of it as much as I'd imagined. Yeah. So Ron was like, come, we'll edit it. Mm. You know, something to that effect. Yeah. I said, wow, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, would you do that just for my personal, this, so he said, yeah, okay, we'll do that. So this whole conversation happens at the end of it. He's like, actually, we won't edit it. Why don't you just come? Mm. <laughs> We'll do videos together. Uh-huh. I was like, whoa, that yeah. escalated quickly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, I was like, okay, uh, let me think about it. I mean, like it was a bit of a surprise and uh, and it was, I mean, Rohan is very forthright. So he just said what was on his mind and got it out of the way. And suddenly I was like, uh, what do I say to this? Yeah. Uh, and of course it was exciting uh, to hear something like that, but it wasn't on my radar at all at that point in time. So I said, okay, hang on. And the reason why it was, uh, so what actually happened was that we couldn't work it out that time. Hmm. I would have probably wanted to do it then as well, but my wife was pregnant. Ah, so okay. I was like, there's no two ways that I can focus on both these things at the same time. So I told Ron that, you know, I would, uh, it would be great for us to, uh, come together, but, uh, right now is not the right time because I need to focus on this and i know that when i take up something i'll just immerse myself in it and which meant i would neglect her and the child so i said i can't do that so let's look at this again so yeah th- that was the first conversation wow. we had <laughs> super <laughs> yeah it was it was good fun i mean i remember that meeting we met i think we met at uh, prems in korengo park yeah. we just had a chill uh, conversation yeah. Yeah. yeah It was good and how did kirna Wow, that's another interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, joined Ginnarsoft in 2016. Yeah. And but I, before you get into that, Autocar, what usually happens
0: is when you are working with an organization for so long, mm. colleagues turn into friends. Is it? Did you feel sad leaving Autocar, or were you excited to an extent where you're like, okay, buy Autocar, I'm going to look forward to another future?
1: Um, they weren't friends; they were family. Yeah. Yep. The. Yep. I mean Autocar was family there's right. no two ways about it and the colleagues there we still we talk regularly we're in touch and uh, we've not just worked together we've looked out for each other and that's the kind of place it is it's uh, i mean people work together it's it's really genuinely a team in uh, right. in the sense of the word so yeah i mean leaving Autocar was a big decision it's not just the writers photographers everybody in the company was like somebody you knew somebody you knew on a very personal or, level yeah, as well yeah looking out for you at every step of the way so it was it was a very very tough decision there's right. no two ways about it right but it was i think what finally pushed me was while i like i said i was looking for something new to learn it was also the question of i have always been with AutoCar. Hmm. can i do something on my own or not this is almost like a fear right, right. like can I do something on my own or not? And there was only one way to find out about that, and that was to leave because Autocar is so—it's such an incredible organization in the sense of what it does and how it does. It's uh, very well organized. Hormaz is a great leader. He's very meticulous. He's very particular about what and how to do. And you—it's so easy to, under him. You can just follow. Right, it's yeah. so easy to get stuff done when you're following uh, a great leader like that. So, yeah, it it was it, there was always that annoying question: ki uh, can you do even half of this? Can you do any of this? Because you've not done anything on your own at all. So that was the one of the drivers as well. Ki tu video karta hai, aur kuch kar bhi ki hmm. So that's I guess that was the challenge in that sense to find something to do, which is why these kind of things which I had not done in the past were the uh, thoughts in my head. So yeah, so Girnar happened actually two years before I joined Girnar. So the first time, again like with PowerDrift, even with Girnar, there was an initial conversation. Uh, They had approached me saying, would you be interested? Amit approached you? No, uh, Charu. Okay. Charu is uh, one of the core members of the Girnar family. Okay. And very close to Amit. Yeah. So she had approached me gotten in touch but back then i was working on a project in autocar and i was very clear that so you were freelancing no no it's a project in terms of there was a next task some goal that we had to achieve so i was working on that okay so but you had officially left autocar no no, this i'm saying is the first time when girnar oh you were still at autocar yeah yeah okay so so that time i said i'm occupied and Mm. i have something i'm working towards so Mm now is not the right time so this is the right. second wow. now think about it, it's happened once <laughs> <laughs> right. so yeah so that kind of got pushed i mean i was clear i'm genuinely like i get very really immersed in what i'm doing and i was Taken up with my task. Yeah. So I said, it's no. a pass for now. Yeah. yeah, And then two years later, strangely enough, in 2016, it happened again. Charu got back yeah. to you. So this time, uh, Ajit, who's pa- core member of our content yep. team here at Yana, he reached out to me saying that, why don't you talk? I said, no, I'm fine. They said, no, why don't you just have a conversation? So uh, like I said, I had a couple of ideas in my head that I was working on. I was evolving, let's say, or maybe just sitting around. Uh, <laughs> But this happened, so I was not so sure about meeting up as well. But Ajit said, why don't you meet up, just have a conversation. And I did. And actually, it turned out to be a really good conversation about what was the goal what was the vision and I met Amit also on that trip and Amit is like this powerhouse who's always at it and firing 20 questions waiting for no answers right kind of thing so I was kind of uh, it was an interesting meeting and I, I think both sides were unsure about whether we want to do it but it got us thinking and I think within a week or so we kind of decided that okay both parties were clear that Chalukarte karte. So, then that's how Girnar finally happened in 2016.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, Girnar happened and then Zigwheels uh,
1: was a part of Girnar back then. Or Kardeko was a part of. So, Girnar started off with Kardeco Right. And then they, uh, in 2008, uh, and then they acquired Gadi. And Zigwheels was also acquired by Girnar right in 2015.
0: Yeah, because back in Mumbai, I still remember reading your, your articles in Zig. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if, if we still have it, but hmm. uh, you all used to have like a separate paper
1: correct. in the Times of India section. Correct. Uh, do you still have it? Yeah, so it's Times Drive powered by Zig Wheels. Ah. So that still goes out correct, uh, correct, every correct. week in different cities. So right, yeah. right, um, right. But I still remember
0: reading your articles uh, in that paper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome man! Like I was an avid newspaper reader uh, when I was in Mumbai because dad used to order it but uh, moving to Pune it's all become digital become a spoiled yeah, spoiling guy right now. yeah. yeah uh-huh. but uh, yeah so Zigwheel's also like other things started off as print and then you all decided to go digital and then YouTube also happened yeah but when we look and and now I say we because PowerDrift is also yeah, uh, falling under the same umbrella uh, we are five organizations working under one big name which is Girnar Soft yeah. and it's 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 awesome in a way because PowerDrift was always this, um, when I joined PowerDrift, I was number 12 Hmm. and now we are 60 people only at (laughs) PowerDrift and then you have other people from the industry, like ZigWheels and CarDekho. And we all sit together and have a conversation. It just makes the playing field a lot more exciting.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. That is I think one of the best things about Gnarsoft is the brands that we have, and how it's like saying there's only one kind of person in the world, yeah, It yeah. makes for a very boring world, yeah, 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 our our world is a little bit richer for the different characters that we have in yeah. terms of our brands, yeah, and uh, what they end up delivering to the readers, to the right. viewers, right. right? So it's different aspects, yeah, and different needs. Yeah. and that is what makes me so happy to be part of the group is this versatility that we have with the brands yeah so you can express one side of who you are yeah. on a particular brand yeah. and another aspect yeah and they are all sides that can coexist right right, right. so like on car it's about making the right buying decision mm. and helping somebody out with that and i have learned so much through that because i have always been an enthusiast and right. approached cars from that perspective but because right. of car Deco, i've I, I would say have become better well my approach has become more well rounded towards cars and uh, zig wheels of course it's a more uh, it's a more free space hmm. it's more talking to the youth the enthusiast so a little bit more relaxed than uh, uh, what i've done before and uh, power Drift is of course the uh, ultimate in terms of storytelling and goosebumps visually yeah, yeah so it's a uh, it's great i mean the places to go and do sometimes you just want to write yeah right and i'm happy to do that on zig, Beals zig Beals, and yeah. car dekho and uh, sometimes you want to do that wow video <laughs> and i would happily do that on power drift yeah and uh, zig is where i can geek out so yeah. it's really like i i can't complain yeah exactly you can't <laughs> complain
0: and yeah. and the next rider happened and yeah. i still remember uh, we had like a major screening Mm. In Pune, where a lot of people turned up and I still remember you being overwhelmed by their experience because I think back in AutoCar and and, and Zig and CarDeCo, community meetings weren't really a part of the whole plan. Mm. But in PowerDrip, it's a big thing to have meetups at regular intervals and intervals in Mm. different parts of the country in different cities. Mm. How was that experience for you? First time seeing so many people cheering for you and I, going gaga over it.
1: I think the people were cheering for Power Drift. Yeah, uh, It doesn't matter who would have been there, but right. uh, they would have cheered for that person. I think right. that's kind of, again, the PD Army family, you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, incredible, mm-hmm. that energy. Yeah. And uh, I was actually overwhelmed with it. Uh, I think it's very, uh, let's just say that it's kind of... Uh, difficult to imagine it's kind of difficult to imagine that people would viewers would give that much energy and love to something like right. this right? right and it was genuinely like i had goosebumps and i was like i actually scared of walking up onto the <laughs> stage when it was all going on yeah uh, so yeah it was it was quite an experience the first and only time i've had that experience in my life yeah and i firmly uh, i'm of the view that it, it is the work that the dops the editors put into that to make it what it is the vision that Rohan and Amit had and everybody who came in to give it that little bit of excitement their personality mm-hmm. uh, that just made it what it is it's incredible well folks that was part one of talk the talk where one invited me to talk and I can talk so there is a part two and that will be coming up next week <laughs> Hi,
2: this is Isha and I'm here to introduce to you Epilog's new podcast, Petonomics. As a first-time dog owner and a long-time cat owner, I've become really aware about the lack of information sources originating in India. And this podcast will help fill in some of those gaps and deal with the complexities of pet ownership in India. Petonomics is all about cats and dogs and this season we're going to cover topics such as pet health and pet care. There's so many brands and opinions, and what kind of healthcare should you be looking forward to? So the aim of this podcast is to cover all of our bases, evaluate all options, and break some myths along the way. So if you're potentially getting a pet, if you're a new pet parent, if you're thinking about getting a second pet and introducing them to your children or existing pets, or if you just love hearing about pets and are invested in pet culture, this podcast will be perfect for you, and we hope you enjoy and come for the ride.